Welcome to Girlfriends Pray Podcast. We are a prayer ministry for women, and our mission is to draw women closer to God through prayer. To learn more about Girlfriends Pray, go to our website, www.girlfriendspray.org. Follow us on social media at Girlfriends Pray and join us for prayer every Monday through Friday at 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Our call-in number is 712-775-7031, access code 943334-POUND. We invite you to connect, support, or become a partner of Girlfriends Pray. Remember, 1 Thessalonians 5.17 says to pray without ceasing. God bless you. Good morning. We greet you in the precious name of Jesus, who is the Christ. And we are so glad to be here this morning. For truly, this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. I want to share with you a brief passage of scripture that's found in the book of Psalms, Psalms 23, um, starting at just verse 1. The Bible says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. This psalm is written by David. This is not the David that was of young age. This is not the David that the prophet Samuel found down at Jesse the Bethlehemite's house, his father. This is now David that has experienced a lot of life. This is David in his older years. This is David that has experienced life's ups and downs, and he now, through life's ups and downs, gets to know God in a personal way. The reason why you know that he gets to know God in a personal way because he uses the word my several times in the book of Psalms. He gets to know God in a personal way because David says, the Lord is my shepherd. He's my personal pastor. But then not only he says that he's my personal pastor, he also says he's my personal provider. He says, I shall not want. But not only he says that he's my personal provider, he's my personal pastor, but he also says he's my personal peacemaker. He says he makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still water. He says not only he's my personal peacemaker, he's not my personal provider, not only he's my personal pastor, but also he's my personal restorer. He restored my soul. Um, he says not only he's my personal restorer, but he also is my personal righteous. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. But then he says, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Your ride and your staff, they comfort me. He says that along life's journeys, as God leads me, sometimes 
God, as he's leading me, it goes into some dark places. I mean, he uses the picture imagining that a shepherd back then was leading sheep. And as he would lead the sheep into green pastures, in order to get to the green pastures, he would have to lead the sheep sometimes through some dark valleys. They would sometimes go through some dark valleys that would go down at least 14 feet down into the valley. It would begin to get very dark down in the valley, so much so that the sheep could not even see the shepherd. They could not even see in front of their faces. So they had to listen to the voice of the shepherd to guide them through the dark valley. But down in the dark valleys, there also were some enemies that were trying to get to the sheep, but they would still have to listen for the voice of the shepherd. They could not even see. They could not see the shepherd in front of them. They could not even see what was in front of them. And as they were in this dark valley, a slither of light would shine down into the valley, just a slither of light. And it would shine on part of the mountain so that when the enemy, a coyote or a wolf would come, the light would shine on the mountainside and would cause a reflection of the coyote to make the coyote appear to be bigger than what it really was. The sheep would become very fearful because they would see the shadow of the wolf, and when they would see the shadow of the wolf, the wolf's shadow would appear to be like nine feet tall, and it would make the wolf appear to be very, very big. The sheep would become fearful because they would see the shadow of the wolf. But the shepherd knew that the wolf was not as big as it appeared to be to the sheep. The sheep would become fearful. They wouldn't want to move from where they were because of the shadow of the wolf. And it would be so much so that they would be so fearful unto death because the, the image of the shadow of the wolf. I came to tell somebody this morning, I know we're going through some dark valleys right now. And the appearance of what we see, it makes, makes us fearful, even not unto death. It makes us feel like death. It makes us, makes us feel like it's going to kill us. It makes us feel like things are going to go bad. But I came to tell you that God says it's just a shadow. It's just making you feel that way. But God says, I am with you even in the midst of this dark valley. I am with you in the midst of uh, whatever you're going through during this time, if it's financial problems, if it's sickness, if it's whatever it is that you're going through at this time, I came to let you know I am there right with you. You don't have to fear because all of it is a shadow, and I'm the one that can handle this shadow. It appears to be big, but it's not really that big. He says it's just a small whoop, and I got it under control because even if you become fearful in the valley, I've got the tools to be able to get the enemy away from you. He says because that then the shepherd had a rod and a staff. The staff was a small piece of wood that was meant to beat away the wolf or whatever it was. But if the sheep would get off the straight of the path, he had a staff that was a long piece of wood that had a hook in it, and they would be able to grab the sheep with one hand and pull the sheep back to where they were take the other rod and hit off the enemy. I came to tell you, he's with you. His rod and his staff can comfort you. He's a God that got your back in the midst of a bad situation, in the midst of the dark valley. He is there with you, and his rod and his staff, they will comfort you. You don't have to fear, because God is with us. God's been with us through corona. God's been with us through racial injustice. 
God is right here with us in the midst of our. Don't be fearful, but be encouraged this morning that God is with you in the midst of the valley. He is there right there through all that we're going through, even as we go through this leadership of and we have go through this wild leadership. God is with us. His rod and his staff comfort us in the midst of bad times. Be encouraged this morning. My Father, my God, is once again I come to you, I thank and praise you for this opportunity for allowing me to be able to come boldly to thy throne of grace. I come thanking you because you said I can bring everything to you in prayer, supplication, with thanksgiving, making my request be made known unto you. And, God, you will give me the peace that surpasses all understanding that will keep our hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. God, you said men ought to always pray, and we ought to pray without ceasing. So, God, therefore, we come to bring our petitions, God, to you, God. We ask them that you would hear from us. Thank you for giving us a place to come and talk to you alone. God, we don't have to go through priests, God, but we can come boldly to you, God. So, therefore, God, we come lifting up everyone under the sound of my voice. God, I pray this morning we want to thank you, God, first of all, for a roof over our heads, for clothes on our back, God, for shoes on our feet, God, for money in our pockets, for life, health, and strength. Thank you for what you're doing in the midst of our lives right now, God. We thank you for you do know, God, and we do know that all things work together for the good of them, for love God, and for them that are called according to their purpose. So, God, thank you for what you're doing for us during this time. God, now, God, we have a few requests because you did say make our requests known, God. God, we ask right now, God, in the name of Jesus, there might be someone on this line, God, that might have no a loved one or a friend that's experienced uh, the sickness of coronavirus. I pray right now that you would touch them in the name of Jesus, God. I pray, God, that you would touch their, their, their systems, God. I pray that you would touch their bodies, sir, because you said that we are marvelously and wonderfully made, God. I pray that you would touch their lungs, God. I pray that you touch their breathing, God. I pray that you would touch their coughing, God. I pray you allow that to go away, God. I pray that you would touch their temperature. You would make it go down to normal that where it is, God. I pray that you would stand in the midst and heal them, God. So, God, I know that you are able, but, God, I ask that you would be willing. In the name of Jesus, God, touch them even right now. Touch them all over the country, God, that are going through this sickness. God, I pray, God, that you will give wisdom to those that are seeking, God, to find, God, some sort of vaccine to this disease. God, I pray that you will give them wisdom, God, to know what to use and what not to use, God, in the name of Jesus, God. I pray right now, God, that you would touch all those on the front line, God, that's helping us fight this deadly disease. God, I pray for the doctors. I pray for the nurses. I pray for the scientists. In the name of Jesus, God, even when they're confused, God, you give them what they need, God, because you know all, God, in the name of Jesus, God. I, God, I pray this morning for this upcoming election, God. I pray right now for all of us, God, that have been the privilege, God, of us living here in the USA, God, that we've given the right to vote, God. I pray, God, we would exercise our right in the name of Jesus, God. I pray, God, that you would, God, take charge of this election, God. But, God, even though it might be someone in the White House, God, that we don't approve of, God, but the king's heart is in the hand of the Lord as the rivers of water 
and you could turn it whatsoever way that you will, God. Turn it to our favor in the name of Jesus, God. I pray, God, you would put your hands upon them, God. I pray right now in the name of Jesus, God. I pray that you would control the situation. You would control November 3rd, God. You control the circumstances, God, of us going through the rest of the year, God, in the name of Jesus. It does not matter who's in the White House, God, because you're in heaven looking down and you got all power in your hand, God. I pray right now, God, for somebody under the sound of my voice, they might be feeling some other type of sickness, God. I don't know what it is, God. It could be cancer. It could be diabetes, God. It could be lupus, God. It could be heart disease, God. I pray right now in the name of Jesus, you would touch them, God, in the name of Jesus. Because, God, you got more medicine in the hem of your garment than any drugstore in town, God. I pray right now that you would touch them in the name of Jesus, God. We know that you're able. We know that you, we ask that you would just be willing in the name of Jesus. I pray for those parents that have to homeschool their children, God. I pray right now, God, that you would touch them in the name of Jesus. God, give them the wisdom and the patience, God, to be able to teach their children, God. But also, God, let them be encouraging to the teachers that have to deal with that all year long. We ask right now in the name of Jesus, God. We pray for the children, God, now that have to study at home, God, that sometimes their attention span is not long. I pray right now you would give them patience, God, to be able to hear from their parents and able to view their teachers online in the name of Jesus, God. I pray for all of those, God, that are going through these situations. I pray for those that now have to work at home, God, even some of those that have lost their jobs, God. I pray right now that you allow them, God, to be able to do and work at home, God, but also those that have lost their jobs. I pray that you would make a way out of nowhere, God, because you did say in your word you supply all our needs according to your riches and glory. God, and you brought us thus far from the beginning of March, even right now, getting ready to go into November, and we've never, God, has never missed a meal, God, never had our lights turned off, God, never had not a roof over our head, God. Thank you, God, for what you supplied for us in the name of Jesus, God. I pray that you would have your way, God, for every church, God, that has to have online service, God. I pray right now, God, you would continue to give them the vehicle, God, to be able to get to those members and those that have opened their doors, God. You protect the saints, God, as they enter your kingdom, your virtual sanctuary, your sanctuary, God. You touch them in the name of Jesus, God. We thank you, God, for everything that you've done for us, God. We thank you for Girlfriends Pray, God, an organization that wants to bring women closer to God through prayer, God. I pray right now you touch the leadership in the name of Jesus, God. We pray that you would have your way in the name of Jesus, God. We thank you, God, because you've been good to us. You've been better to us than we've been to ourselves, God. So we thank you for what you're going to do. We thank you for what you're doing right now, and we thank you for what you've already done. God, we magnify you. We lift you up because you are worthy to be praised, God. We honor you. We extol you because you are worthy to be praised. You said let everything have breath. Praise the Lord, God. So we're not going to wait till the battle is over, God. We're going to shout right now in the midst of what we're going through because we know the, the best is yet to come. So, God, we give you glory. We give you honor. We give you praise because you are so worthy of the praise, God. We ask these things in the strong name of Jesus, that name that's above every name, that name that every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. We exalt you. We praise you in that strong name of Jesus. We give this prayer over to you. It is in Jesus' name we pray. Let everyone say amen. Amen, amen, amen. 
Amen. We bless God for you on this morning, and we just pray that God will continue to bless and cover you, Pastor Peterson, your family, and your ministry as you continue to pour out to God's children. We pray that he will continue to fill you and bless you always. Amen. Amen. And if you have a few moments and and would like to share, we'd love to hear how our listeners can connect with your ministry. Yes, you can connect to us by uh, thesbc.org. That is our website. Um, You can reach us on Facebook. Uh, We Also, you can reach us on Instagram. Um, So we uh, have service on Tuesday night, which is our Bible study, um, which is on a Tuesday night at 7 o'clock. We are on Facebook Live and also on our website, uh, Streaming Live, um, also on Sunday mornings at 9.15, also on our website and also on Facebook Live. You can reach us there. Um, also, if you have anything or you want to see anything that the ministry is doing, just uh, tune in to our uh, website and you can get all the information. Thank you so much again for allowing me to come and be a part of Girlfriend's Prayer. Pray for your leadership and pray for you that you continue to do what God has called you to do to make us all come together and pray during these times. God bless you. Amen. Amen. God bless you. And today is Friday, the final Friday of October. And as we do every final Friday, we have our very own Deacon Richard Jones on the line, whom we affectionately call Pops. So, Pops, if you have a moment and you are ready, we would love to hear from you on this morning. God bless you. God bless you, daughter. How are you doing today? I am awesome. How are you? I'm so happy to hear you this morning. I'm doing great. I'm doing great. It's a good day. It's a good day, God. I woke us all up this morning and starting us on our way, and we may enjoy another day. As you know, um, and I just want to give honor to Dr. D.C. Marshall, to the founder of Girlfriends Pray, and everyone that's on her staff. You know, I, everywhere I go, uh, I have to take the bus. And so when I, when I get on the bus now, I just ask the people a simple question. I ask them, have you registered to vote? Everybody jumps up and says, yeah, yeah, we registered, brother. We ready. We ready. We ready to vote. I said, now, I'm going to ask you a simple question. It may sound funny to you, but have you registered to go to heaven? And one or two people might say, yes, yeah, yeah, I didn't get that already. I'm ready to go to heaven. But I, I noticed that out of all the people that said they are registered to vote, with the procedure we go through every four years, out of all the people, only two jumped up and said, we're ready to go to heaven. And I thought about that there. I said, well, look, you know, oh, yeah, one other thing, just the time. I just want to congratulate you on your marriage. We pray that you be married for years and years to come. And uh, even with your marriage, you had to go to City Hall to get a license to be married. You had to get a, have either uh, be married in uh, a church or, uh, as they used to say, the justice of the peace, or wherever you went to to get married. You had to have somebody uh, sign the paperwork. You had to have a witness. And plus you had to pay for it. 
And so, therefore, you know, everything we do in this world today, we have to pay something for it. If you want to get a driver's license, you got to go down there and uh, sign up for a driver's license. you got to pay whatever you have to pay to get that license. And every now and then, a lot of people don't pass the test when they have to get a license, so they have to do it all over again. But one thing, one thing with Jesus, all you have to do is just believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that he died and he was raised again. You just make it so simple for us. We don't have to pay anything because he paid the price on Calvary's cross. He paid the price by shedding his precious blood for us. So, therefore, you know, it's, he made it so easy. But so many people think the life they have here is going to last. But it's not going to last. This life is nothing but a vapor. It's like when somebody's smoking a pipe and they blow out circles. The circles look so solid. If you, when you're a kid, if you grab the circle, it evaporates. And, and this, this, this life is just like vapor. It's, it's going to leave someday. Someday we're going to leave this earth because we're, not, we're just going through cycles here. Every cycle we got to vote every four years. But one thing with Christ, when you accept him as your personal Savior, they said you don't have to pay anything for it. All you have to do is believe in him. And that day, on that glorious day, he's going to accept you into his kingdom. And you can't say, well, I never knew about that. Nobody never explained it to me because I always say, you know, once you hear the word of God, you knew about it and you know that he's coming back. And just to make things short, you know, he's coming back soon and very soon. So we're waiting on him. As the pastor said, the hearts of the king are in the God, in God's hand, and he raises up and he brings down whoever he wants. We don't know who's going to win the election, but God knows. He already knows about it. You know, and we pray for ourselves that whoever wins is going to be in faith for us, in favor that we have uh, a better life, in favor that uh, our taxes will come down, that uh, our insurances will stay good, that nothing that we need shall be taken away from us. And, and God don't take anything from us. He always gives to us to improve us, to improve our lives. So, therefore, you hear people say, well, vote the Bible. You know, who, well, both of them have done things in their life, whereas, you know, you can always say, he did this, he did that, he didn't do that, he didn't do things the way he was supposed to do, he did this there, and uh, Trump did this, and Biden did that. So you have to just settle down and see which one really is going to be for you. And I just thank God that, you know, he gave us the intelligence, the wisdom, the knowledge, and understanding to separate the two and for us to choose the one that's going to be the best way for us for the next four years. But I always say we're not voting for us right now. We're voting for our children's children's children because it takes about eight years for one president to really do what he said he was going to do. So, you know, I just thank God that everything goes well and everything goes into the, in favor of uh, whoever we're going to vote for because I can't call out and say that it's going to be Biden. You know, and about even though he speaks well, he says good things. He says he's going to get the pandemic 
under control. He's going to make sure the Medicare, Medicaid, everything stays in place, and he's going to uh, just help the people best he can. And, and Trump, he just talks about, you know, basically himself. You know, he doesn't care about anything else. So we have to make up our mind that we're going to vote for the person that cares about us. And, you know, when you accept Jesus Christ, you know that he cares about you. He's going to take care of you. He's going to keep food on your table, clothes on your back, shoes on your feet. He's going to see that the things that you need, you're going to get Get them. We don't know when and we don't know how he's going to do it, but he's going to do it for us because he's a promise keeper. He made a promise to us that he would never leave us nor forsake us, that he'd just take care of us. He fed the 5,000, he fed the 4,000. So you know he did that for them. What more? That he could do for us. So I just want to say, be aware of who you're going to vote for. Know who you're voting for. And this, I'm not trying to make this political, but you know, the time is coming where we all got to get out there and do the best that we can do. Amen. <laughs> 